welcome to the Living on the B-Side podcast, a show that is all about music, people, and their music-related stories. In each episode, I showcase the power of music, why we love it, the experiences around it, and how music can reach our life in so many ways. Come and join me, your host, Birgit, and my guests from all walks of life for conversations about songs and artists from different genres of music, what impact they have in our lives, and what we have learned with and through it. I can't wait to take you on this musical journey with me. Hey, and welcome, B-Siders, to this episode of my Living on the B-Side podcast. Today is going to be, I would say, a very interesting conversation. I can't wait to dive into what um, Chad has to share with us. And Chad Lewine is here with us today. And I think it's probably best if he introduces himself because, whew, guys, he's experienced a lot in his life he's done a lot in his life mm. and it would be hard for me to kind of get it right to give you a short intro so i'm saying hi chad and over to you um welcome introduce yourself to my b-sider audience please hello b-siders <laughs> my name is chad lewine and on the surface i'm a recording artist i use music to bring a message though i um a me- me- musician with a mission and a message. <clears throat> nice, Music. sweet, and short. <laughs> yeah, that's that's and it, that's the intro. Like yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's 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 perfect. Absolutely. Um, now you said you're a musician with a mission. Why don't we dive straight in and not sort of beat around the bush? What is your mission, and how did you get to that point where you're like, yes, that's my mission. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Well, the point came last year when I started really thinking about how I was going to brand myself. I've been making music for a decade, over a decade, and never fully, like, admittedly, I always thought I did, but I now had had admitted to myself I never really branded myself. I never branded it. I never stuck with it. I never believed in whatever I chose long enough. And this past year, I, the, I got, I honestly, like, got a, flash so this is while i was building the brand conceptually with words for the last year and the words that were popping up were protecting night defending like and defending what right and i'm putting all of my previous history of music and intention together and it's really like try it's really protecting and defending the sanctity of pop music that the sacredness of pop music has been defiled and that's the mission. Oh, it's every day I get a little clearer or slightly different on how I say it, but that's overall what it is. I call my, my slogan is pop for good. And that also can apply to the mission. It's saying it's checking our, it's, it's holding the industry morally and ethically accountable. That's the mission because it's gotten out of control. Okay. Now, I'm obviously curious, and I'm sure everyone that's tuning in today is curious. What do you mean by that? Why do you need? Why do we need to hold the music industry accountable more? What? What do you On mean a, by that? Some some of the easiest grab like touch points are that the drugs and the sex that have been permeating the airwaves and the misogyny has become too much. It's become unfettered. It's become uh, it's not in control anymore and it's not something that should be running rampant 
it's everything has a place, but the place that that these dark indulgent, you know, we're not here to. I'm not here to, and I'm learning this as I do more podcasts. I'm not here to discuss the morality of certain topics. We all know the morality of these topics. It's not that they're bad or they should be completely censored. It's that there's just too much of it and it's getting into the wrong hands. So like the 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 we've always heard, we've all heard the term sex sells, but it's never in a serious way. But it's a very serious thing. Sex sells is always like, oh, sex sells, you know. Sexy commercials, sex on television, sex topless people, not straight up porn, but the sex sexuality sells. And it does. But it's become pornograph pornographic. It's because I was just thinking about it today. I'm adding to my list the song "Smack That" by Akon. Like, how did we allow that to become so broadly accessed? Like, there are there have to have been five year olds singing that song when it came out. How and why are we allowing that to happen? Because I think that there's a, there's there's multiple pieces in that it's it's happening. But the fact that it's happening is one. And the effects of that, and then how it got there is the other is another, and it's because we have been desensitized to it. We don't believe that things that are in media and entertainment are real. We think that they're they're at arm's length. We think that they're different than reality. So it's fun to indulge in them. You know, if we're listening to a song, if we're watching a movie or a television show, it's fun to indulge. But I want to remind people that this is real, and that there's too much of it right now. And we're like, all of the all of the stuff in the news murder drugs alcohol is what these things are based on and we're like glorifying it and we don't realize that okay i'm just sort of trying to digest all all that you're sharing and make it sense for myself so if i just repeat something then um please bear with me on that one um yeah. and i'm just trying to think back obviously i think we all get influenced by what we hear and see as you said news is is part of that um Music is another one, which we talk about today. And I just think about when I was growing up specifically, when I guess I got influenced even more because I was trying to understand who I was and where do I fit in in this world. And if I look back on the music that I've had back then, compared to, um, to be fairly, I'll, I'll be very transparent, I don't listen to much of the current music because it just doesn't resonate with me much. Um, I would say 90% doesn't. I just feel like I would have been not what's the mentally word? unstable. <laughs> yeah, probably. And not supported because for me, music was my best friend when I was growing up. It helped me so much through tough times because of, you know, the lyrics were supportive or they could understand my emotional state. Um, there weren't um, like, let's go with what you just said, the sexuality piece. Yeah, there was a little bit of this sexuality piece, but it was kind of in a way empowering, supportive, and not um, what you said, degrading sometimes. Is yeah. that what you sort of said? Yeah. Yes. So it, that's probably what you mean with sense, like we have to take responsibility on what we're hearing and calling it out. Is that what you're saying? Is that 100%. the right take? Yeah. Okay, yep. cool. Cool. So now that you obviously um you feel very strongly about that how are you trying to do your bit to change all that what are you doing to um help uh, us realize that and then hopefully change our perception and then obviously have that ripple effect through through society hopefully 
I think the the strongest way that I will be up making change now, I've just started really in the last six couple of months really pushing this. I've had thought about it my whole life, but I really just started to come out and be like, I'm going to just say this because I have nothing to lose. So I'm going to say it. Um, leading by example is the number one way to make this change <clears throat> to, to my, to, to smash onto the charts with now that's a lofty goal and people always want to go to the charts, right. And everything, there's this whole, like, just whatever. And it's not because of that. It's not ego driven. My goal is to get, smash onto the charts with pop for good and be like look this stuff still resonates with people it's not even that it still resonates it's that people i think are dying not literally but figuratively dying although they are literally dying of other things people people are looking for this healthy output of music to, to now and it's been we've been in this we've been in this rap driven era for 10 years and disclaimer it's not about the rap genre it's about what's coming through it that's a whole other conversation but right now it's rap. Right now it's rap. Well, I say rap got hijacked, and it's happened in rock in the past, right? Hair metal, whatever. It's happened to different genres. <laughs> and right now, I've lost my train of thought. But being like this, also this positive music. Oh, that people are tired of that. It's been ten years that we've been in that. It had a run. Great. It was fun. Now it's becoming toxic. Let's put something else up there. Okay. Now, obviously, I, we're talking about the charts here, and that's probably what mainstream music and people, major, oh, I can't talk to, today, excuse me, but that's what the majority of people are like listening to. Yes. Um, there are obviously artists out there who still create music that has, do you want to call it soul? Um, yeah, have, I like no to dis, say. No disrespect to any artist out there who, who, of course. who does what they do. Which is trying to get to the bottom of 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 you know what you're trying to do. So that's a disclaimer yeah. from my side. Yeah. Um, yep. But I, and this is me being honest, and I don't know if you agree with me, but I do feel a lot of music has lost its soul. It's just yeah, literally. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, every time you say something, I'm like, oh my god, is she going to disagree with me? No, we are on the same page. I am holding back. Like, music. The we can go ahead and say that the devil is running the music business. Like, we can go ahead and say that whenever you perceive the negative energy, so what, this is then a bigger, it's a bigger picture. It's the whole world is out of balance. Industry, music industry is, an, is just that. It's an industry taken over by money. Money is not the root of all evil, but evil loves money. So, like, money is just doing, you know, money is just a way to do put things together, do, to do things on this earth. And it just, it's, it's, in the music industry and entertainment industry specifically, they have figured out how to generate money from the sheep effect of people. Well, will whatever we put out, they're going to pay for. So they run rampant with the content and the morality and the soul. There is no soul. It's all a, where music is literally a commodity, and that makes me sick. I want to. I, I want to push back on that. I was thinking today. Every day, I get more and more thoughts. <laughs> Another thing is that music technology has become so prevalent. You, it's easy to get. It's easy to produce a song now. It's literally easy if you know the basics. 25 years ago, 30 years ago, you had to want, you had to feel music in your soul because you had to spend $1,000. You had to spend $500. You had to spend money to make music. Now you don't have to. So anyone who wants to put anything out there can. And it's not that any there's anything wrong with anything. It's that we have to just like just be responsible and mindful of like what we're putting out. Should I make... Just because I can, 
make this song about this thing doesn't mean I should. Does it mean I should? So I'm getting the sense here that music is one of the bigger outlets for what's going on on the world generally. And it's probably a great reflection of where we're at. Do you think that? that. I love that. All art is a reflection, right, of where we're at. Well, the art that they want us to see. There's always art. Art imitates life, but also like art creates new forms of life. There hasn't been an there hasn't been an objectively new thought in music for ten years. I wrote on my Twitter yesterday. There hasn't been an artist with a new thought from the USA in ten years. I'm trying to be that artist. So when you said that, I sort of thought back a little bit, and I remember, um, and I'm showing my age here, right? When I grew up, um, we had people like David Bowie. Freddie Mercury. Um, these are the two just came to mind because to me they were so creative and out of the box at that point in time. But people still love them. They and were out of the box and on top of the charts. Yeah, of course. Yes. I think for me the charts at that for me the we're charts, just using yeah. the most popular music. That's what that's yes. all I mean by it. Yeah, yeah. So, but I just think yeah, they're still. I do believe there's still people out there who are musicians, who are very creative and who want to do this because of the craft. I'm just a little bit disappointed that, you know, how can they get into the charts when, like you say, there's there's no way for them to get there, even though they're super talented to have a different view on things. So like you said, there's something kind of out of whack here. I love that. (laughs) There's something kind of out of whack. Exactly. You know, so it's, yeah. And I mean, I do know like uh, at least a couple of people who are trying to support artists on like a, a ground root level to be able to do what they do and earn a living from it, which we all have to earn a living. So, you know, yep. you can't just make music for free these days if you want to be a musician. Even back in the days, they were doing pubs and clubs and stuff to earn a living. Right. That's just the reality of life. But I think what you're saying is their intentions were... Oh. Ding, ding, ding. Were to, to, to showcase their craft and the music and provide food for thought in a way that was, I don't know what the word is. I don't well, just ha- period. You don't I even hate the to... word acceptable. It sounds stupid. So well, that, you can whatever. just leave it at, you can leave it at food for thought because it doesn't matter if it's negative or positive and at, at that in general, right? You, I love you're getting it. You get it. You really get it. The intention, what has happened with the music industry, and I, I've written, this is another piece. When you have 10 writers on a song, the intention is so skewered. The intention that the person is, so when, when an artist, when anyone does anything as a human, there's an intention behind it. Well, we'll, we'll just put that out there. Like, I intend to, like, be a parent. I don't know. I intend to drive this car. I in, now we'll bring it into the music. I intend to create a song. Why every real artist, um, real artist, and I, b- I believe all humans are artists uh, in their own way. If you create something, it's art. If you do math or science, and it's art. If you're doing something where you're in the zone, it's art. Because you're connected. You're connected to the higher spirit. Um, intention of an artist before all of the collaborations and everything, before the te- internet, before technology, it was 
pretty limited to the main artist who is creating and and anyone directly responsible in the in the room anyone anyone if if that was even the case most of the time it was one or two people writing a song from one intention place that intention was carried throughout the entire product like from from genesis of the idea into a lyric into a vocal into a recording into a mixing into a mastering and then onto the radio from the artist's mouth to the radio, the intention was pretty much held by the label, by the producer, by the mixer, by the mastering, by the promoter. The intention was held. That has changed. That has completely gone out the window. You, first of all, you're starting with ten. We're talking about music that's very popular, and we're talking about the music that we are talking about. Not all, but. Like, let's just take, I'm not putting Beyonce in this category, but for people listening, like Beyonce, everyone knows that Beyonce has songs that have anywhere from 10 to 20 writers on a song. It is, it is, it's true. Just as an example, how can the song maintain its integrity with there's 20 people involved? How? Like, it can, but it, it just, it's, it's highly unlikely. So everyone has their own, and, and that's just creating the song. And and everyone has their own interest. The label has an interest along the way to make money. Well, it starts with the artist. So they want to get their idea out. But then then you've got to wonder, like, is the artist's intention to make a hit, to make money, or is the artist's intention to get a positive, to get a natural thought out? That beginning is what's changed. Okay. Now, while we talk about Beyonce, though, um, she does have songs out there, though, which are very powerful and mm-hmm. carry a very i would say positive message just you know who runs the world <laughs> did we talk I mean, about this was... on our did we talk about this we did we did okay. and i'm just wondering i mean i think back for example you know the spice girls came out and they had the girl power which was very positively inspiring for females to stand up and say okay well i do have something to offer in this world and i can i should trust in myself and go with that so and I'm just putting that out there just to put a bit of different spin, hopefully, on it. Isn't that, for example, that song of Beyonce a little a little bit similar to to empower women to say, don't give up, keep on going because we can do this? Or do you 100%. have a different opinion on that? No, and I think what we talked about was good. And, I, and it was good for me to learn, too, to how to continue to handle this topic without with covering all my bases because I'm trying to be very careful of not pinning this on any one person because it's not and I'm it's going down to the song okay if the song it's not about artists my thing pop for good at least my classic classification my mission it's not about every artist creates emotions broad spectrum right I have songs that are angry I have songs where I curse I have songs where I'm happy I have songs where I don't curse just in general, I have songs where I talk about sex, although it's never in the way that it's talked about on <laughs> right now. I have songs that I have songs that are about all the stuff that's out there. It's just they're in a they're in a responsible manner. But uh, other artists, let's use Beyonce, run the world, and all of her empowering songs. There's nothing. There's no. We're not taken away from any of that. We're not taken away from Beyonce at all. I'm just. I will say that if an artist like that, they usually do go ahead and turn around and do a less productive socially song as well. That's fine. Like I can't, I'm just point like, I'm not, that's why I'm not talking about artists specifically. It's about the song every time. And that's what the music industry is about. It's about the song every time. And artists can be, can have success a lot, but it's the song that people 
that people that makes the money. And t- when they're talking about brands and whatever, but but yeah, I, I'm my thing is I'm stepping it up to where everything I put out has a has an intention, mindful intention. And I'm not asking everyone to do that. I just think we need more people to do more mindful things on a more regular basis. And then the regular that glam the, the glossed over pop stuff can ex- still exist, just not in a dominant form. Right. I'm just sort of digesting that for a second <laughs> just to make sure I did get that as right as I can. Um, yeah, so what I'm hearing is that you feel like, and I think it's bigger than just music. It's bigger than that. Yes, I've decided but the to music is the gateway. on the music. Yeah. 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 Music is the gateway to more mindfulness, to be more open music- and in tune what's going on. Music is a audience that is maybe the broadest in the world. Politics is where you can make change. Inspirational speaking and like self-help is where you can make change. You can kind of make change in the industry, but uh, in industry and in Wall Street, but not really. But music and entertainment is probably is the broadest way to get a message out. Which brings me um, to nicely to to a question I had in mind and I wanted to ask you at some point during this interview is. Um, is that where you see the power of music lies to be able to hopefully inspire and um, do a bit of thought provoking as well? So people start maybe to tweak certain things they think or do. Is that where you see it? Yes. And it's how it was up until the last 10, 15 years. Music, there was still a good peppering at least of thought provoking music audible art which is what music is. Like, visual art is thought-provoking. I don't, I don't keep that far up on, on visual art, but I don't think that visual art has been dominated by the toxicity. It has been dominated by money, for sure. But I don't know if, like, I think visual art is still... And I'm actually thinking now, not really. I mean, at the very top of the music, the art chain, it's just about money again. It doesn't matter what's on the piece of art. It, that's what Banksy's whole thing was about, right? With the whole where the where he sold that piece of art and then it got shredded immediately after. Did you hear about that? I admit I didn't. Sorry. It's okay. That's okay. <laughs> so that he was he's making a point that it's all about the money and it's all a facade. So I'm getting off on a tangent, just but to say that in right now in 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 music it's not thought provoking. Art in general is, I guess, still is, but music, yeah. We need, wow, somebody said it once. It's like people don't think about, people just do and act on our autopilot. And that's fine. You know, it's fine for some people. It's fine for most people. But the autopilot needs to be recalibrated. The autopilot needs to be brought back a little bit more to like middle instead of like slave to the machine. There's nothing to this life. I take whatever they give me. That that that's that's where all of my stuff comes from. I want the ultimate human potential to be met. Beautiful. Now that makes me curious. Obviously, um, with regards to yourself, what kind of music you listen to? Do you have like a favorite song that you keep going back to to help mm. you keep on track, so to speak? Yeah, there's a there's actually, I would say there's two songs specifically from my life. But I was, there's always a song or two that are my favorite of the time, and that's because they're just helping me with whatever I'm going through. 
like I have eras, personal eras of like a chunk chunks of songs. Like the l- first like twenty songs on my liked playlist on Spotify is usually like my my current mindset. And then I'll once I'm passed through that era of my life, those songs are less appealing. They're in my history, and I'll listen to them, but I'm not listening to them every day. But one song specifically that I will listen to, usually when I'm really down, or or stressed, is Michael Jackson's "Will You Be There." That was the song that kicked off my not just love for music but understanding of its power and michael jackson being the greatest entertainer in the world <clears throat> uh don't care what you say and people that are listening <laughs> he for a, he he was the greatest at what at what he did at one point absolutely there's no denying that so his talent and in and intention of uplifting the world despite his personal life that was real. I l- tuned into that. The song itself is beautiful. And just ha- the, 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 the message of the song. It actually, now, now looking back all these years later, I see why I resonated with that song so much because I missed out on a lot of natural like love and attention as a kid. So like, Will You Be There really resonates with me in my entire life. And then there's a song called Let Go by Safety Suit, which is a fairly unknown band. The song came out in like 2008 or 9, maybe 2012, 2012. It's, it was called Let Go, and it's just really about mm, let, let go. It's like let, it's a, one of those let go and move on songs. But the sonically, the way it sounds, his voice really spoke to me. And that's just one that that band is a, just forever high on my list. They inspired me to be like, to realize that you can sing positive stuff and have a, a career. Nice. I've never heard of them before, so you might have to share a link with me where I can check them out. So sure, yeah, but Michael Jackson, yeah, I've um, I was, I was lucky to see him live. So I what? was, oh I was able god. to, I was able to see his talent in action. And um, oh my god, where in Perth? No, that was back in Switzerland. Um, I think it was in Basel. Just because I, I think... know he went to Perth once. <laughs> That's the only <laughs> no, reason I said. I grew up in Switzerland, so that's where all my music stuff happened, um, Mm. mainly. So, yeah, I saw him there with a couple of friends of mine. And it kind of, it's one of those things where you you remember, but you don't because you just sort of, okay, is this really happening type of thing, you know? Yeah. It was so big at that time. And And does that happen anymore? Not really. Not really. That's a complaint that I have is that live shows are really just, movies and then there's no this is not even about the people that are actually good at performing like let's put taylor swift and ed sheeran and the best rappers like on that level of fine their performances are good i have never been to their shows the fans connect right but in general they the fans are not going crazy the way they used they were in the 90s okay we're not and that might be because i'm having these thoughts on the fly that might be because social media has allowed us to know the artist a lot more before we see them live and see their mannerisms and see their movements and hear their voice speaking. Because in the past, before social media, you didn't know anything about an artist except interviews, except interviews, really. And they were not accessible. They were whenever, if you caught one. But I think that there is a there is a facet to the live show that is missing, and a genuineness that is missing in the broad spectrum. Like, people just kind of file in you know what I mean? Like no one goes crazy at concerts like they did it for Michael. And 
I don't. Why is that? Shouldn't we be? Shouldn't we be able to feel? Ex, be ex, Don't we miss that? Like when I go to concerts, I flip out. Right. I I usually only go to artists that I love, love, love. But most people that go to concerts, and we're talking like EDM did this too. EDM and raves and music festivals created a sheep mentality of going to the concert is just so you can get it a, a picture for social media. It's like going to a hotel or a travel destination just to get that picture. It's not to enjoy it. It's not to connect with it. It is that. But the main driver is like, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. You're not. And I think we have – I can't wait till I get the chance to be like, put your phones away. I mean, I know some artists do that. But I want to make people go as crazy as Michael did. And I think that we have lost the permission to go that crazy. Now that I think about it, I think as in a crowd, the only crowds that I know go really crazy are like metal and punk because that's encouraged in the community. And I guess rap, honestly, rap, too, because like trap, drill, like hype, hype rap music, they, the crowds do are bouncing, but they're not bouncing for the good cause. Right. They're pissed. And like we need an outlet for anger, of course. But I digress. I want to bring that extreme fanatic fanaticism just back to the live show i want people to because i know i'm keep going on this it's, <laughs> I'm, obvi I'm obviously very passionate i'm like yes you, you, you where did that passionate. go where did that yeah. go i want to bring that back yeah yeah I, I i do have to agree because I, I just sort of had a few flashbacks and one thing i i so vividly remember was oh God, what was it can't remember the year but it was bon jovi on the keep the faith tour and that was i literally actually thought that the concert hall ceiling was going to collapse because <laughs> i looked down on on the audience and everyone was like jumping up and down everyone's going absolutely ballistic and i looked up at the ceiling because you could feel the vibration of everything and I looked up at the ceiling, I'm like, oh my God, I think I'm going to die today because this ceiling is going to collapse any second now. <laughs> and yeah, so that's the kind of, um, I think the closest I came to that was with the Foo Fighters. Mm -hmm. that and was, they're a very honest, genuine band. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good old rock and roll, just having a party, good time, you know, yes. and that's not that's, fabricated. No, I mean, I obviously I don't know the guys, so you never know for sure. Um, but I do feel yeah. that those guys are still in it for the love of music and the connection with their fans. Um, but yeah, so that's for me, that's how I grew up on concert. And you obviously, too, in a certain way, you know. Um, I caught the tail I, end of that, yeah. Yeah, so I know what you mean. It's just this this emotional... When you're there, you're so connected and you're just there in the moment. And that's what I miss sometimes. I actually generally try to put my phone away when I'm at the yep. concert and I'm just there to absorb and enjoy. Yep. That's, 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 and I feel that's, you know, of course I do take snaps now and then, but I try not to. Mm -hmm. There's people <laughs> that film concerts that are on their Instagram live the whole time. Do they actually enjoy it? And I'm like, what are you doing? But that's such a disturbing thought. How did this, and it's, it's actually ch children, mostly children, like Gen Z that I've seen where at this open mic that I do locally, there's two kids that love me. They're great. They're my fans. They're 
But I've noticed that they're while the entire time they're there, they're on they're they're on live filming it. Do you get do you see how that's like all they want to do is their whole intention is that I'm I'm here and you're not. Yeah. Maybe they do it subconsciously though. Just sort of in their defense a little oh, bit. No, no. You know, I mean they probably don't do oh, it no, like, no. oh, I'm just gonna do that. That's that's probably a subconscious thing they're doing and not realizing oh, that's the problem. You know, that's the yeah. problem that it is subconscious. Oh, I'm not saying that, that that's the thing. None of this stuff that I'm talking about is conscious. That's the problem. Mm. That's the problem. Right. Here we go. Yeah. We got it. <laughs> yes. We Everything it. that I've talked about is has is subconscious yeah. because we have been trained by the pe people in power that this is what you should do. This is how you're going to be happy. Yes, mm. it's all subconscious. That's why I'm that's why someone needs to say it. Yeah. So you basically want to step up, push a button that says reactivate your own thinking and your own brain and don't follow the sheeps, basically. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs> I think Thank we've covered that from different this. angles. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Awesome. I think we've honestly, we could probably talk for another hour about this um, because it, it does feel important. And I'm just thinking maybe that's um part why living on, living on the b-side exists i'm not sure it's it's new thoughts coming into my head so thank you for, for provoking my own thoughts and then going in different directions um i have to sit with that and digest it a little bit after <laughs> we can do a part two and, and we can do a part two later <laughs> we might you never know um i do want to know though and i do ask this question every time and it's always interesting um at this moment in time, is there a song that kind of describes where you're at in life and with your career? Mm, I'm going to just look real quick on my Spotify because I could totally tell you. Well, <laughs> that's there's different the career and and life. Well, and all then if there's and two, would, share I'll, two. <laughs> I'll give you my all. And I would say right now I'm looking at my latest like likes, like likes, like likes. <laughs> Interesting to hear that. Yeah, Spotify's good. How did we do without that before? I know we paid artists more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We yeah. we under, uh, that's another thing that I won't even get into. That music that people don't people think music is free. There's no value placed on the listening of music anymore. Oh, that's don't yeah yeah. That's part two. <laughs> We're not going into that today. I think we've covered enough food for thought for oh, everybody to I walk know. away with. <laughs> Um. Oh, so one song. I can't give you one song. The the well, latest. Just give yeah. me one that you play a lot. Then that, that sort of. Okay. So the new, the new, um, the new Caroline Polachek songs that are coming out are really good. And I, I have my own thing with her and her album art because she shows her butt, and I'm like, what are you doing? But the Caroline Polachek song, um, Welcome to My Island. It might not be pop for good. But it's a hella good song and it makes me feel good and it's mm -hmm. really well done. Caroline Polachek, I'm a big fan. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Okay, cool. Well, everyone go and check it out. I will have to as well because I put my hand up and saying never heard of her before. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. I've been educated again of new artists. So that's all right. Cool. Right. I think we've covered a lot today and I definitely think it's food for thought and I hope everyone just at least give it five minutes to to really think about this 
And I know I've touched on it in other previous episodes around, you know, supporting the artists that are doing pop for good. If you want to go down that road and who I love that. Um I don't want to say do for the right reasons. That's the wrong way of saying it because that's kind of insulting everyone else and I don't want to do that. But just become a bit more mindful of what you're listening to and why you're listening to it. That's probably the message that I want to leave everyone with. I hope you might agree with that chat to a certain level. A hundred percent. Excellent. And if you fancy a part two of our conversation, then just get in touch with either of us and let us know if you want to hear us talk about more about this. And if you have questions, then we definitely can organize part two and we can cover and answer those questions. I think it's a very interesting conversation um, that covers more than just music, which is definitely needed right now. But until then, I think we're going to say goodbye for now, leave you with all these golden nuggets and go out there and think about it and maybe change your way that you listen to music slightly and try it out and see how you go with that. Um, And that's it. I'm going to leave it right there. I'm not going to say anything else because I know I like to babble on sometimes, but that's it. Thank you so much, chat, for sharing all your thoughts. Um, I love this episode. You gave me definitely a lot to think about. Um, thanks for coming on. And you never know, there might be a part two. So thanks so much for that. Thank you very much for having me. Great conversation. <laughs> You're very welcome. Appreciate it. And to all of you B-siders, um, yeah. I'm going to say, as I always say, keep on dancing and keep on rocking. And until my next episode, you all take very good care of yourself and each other. All right. Bye for now. Bye. Thanks for tuning into today's episode of the Living on the B-Side podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, subscribe to the show on your preferred podcast platform and leave me a review. And be sure to check out the Living on the B-Side website and connect with me on the social media platforms such as Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Oh, and if you know someone who you think would enjoy this episode, please share it with them too.